0: Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by DiCapone Tai. How are you feeling today on this uh, somewhat dreary? Friday, June 23rd.
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. We have a early, 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 early start today. I hate that. Uh, I should say tomorrow. I hate that. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, because there's not really anything competing with them at night. You know, there's really no there's really no boxing on. Like, there's some minor boxing, but. <clears throat> and they're in Jacksonville, so, you know, I feel like the Jacksonville crowd will wake up that early. You know, they have uh, nothing but better to do with their time, so. I guess maybe it is a good start time. It it seems like when they went to Charlotte, was that an early start time or or earlier than like 4 o'clock maybe or no?
0: I believe it was early. Some of these ABC cards are always early. So there was one pretty recently. I think it was the Charlotte one. It was was like a morning. People
1: turned out. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess, you know.
0: The people always seem to turn out for these UFC events. It doesn't stop them no matter what time it is. They're there. And they're proud. They're they're freaking out. So and <laughs> showing their flashlights. It doesn't really matter what's going on. They they are fired <laughs> up. But is this a card worthy of being fired up, Ty? Do we, are um. we? Should we get right into it? Or I mean, there is some PFL. I guess we could talk about that on the back. I don't want to bury the lead with the UFC, but the, there's yeah, some God different forget. MMA and stuff. Uh, well, I, I I might have a play on PFL, not uh, on the on wow. the books, but uh, a little a little off that. off record uh, bet. But UFC Jacksonville. ViStar Veterans Memorial Arena, where Tony Ferguson got his soul taken by Justin Gaethje, if I remember correctly. It's still there. Yeah, it's still there. That is the unfortunate thing here. But Josh Emmett, Ilya Teporia. I am trying to get the odds up because I don't have them, so I'm going to count on you to say it. But 13 and 0 versus 18 and 3. Uh, highly. Yeah, highly minus 350
1: man. for Ilya Teporia. Two plus 275 for Josh Emmett. Um I haven't really, yeah, I think it's been around the same number-ish for the whole week. Uh, I could be wrong, but, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I, this, Elliot Sporey's been one of my favorite fighters since he uh, made his debut. Um, you know, I think he's, he's, uh, he's endured a little bit of, um, you know, some, uh, some adversity, right? I mean, Jai Herbert, he went up a weight class against Jai Herbert. Jai Herbert, you know, I don't think he's the best fighter in the world, but he hits hard, he's big, really long, and. Um, he just he caught him with a clean kick, man, and you know he got sat down, but <clears throat> he bounced back from that, honestly. And you know he he folded him like a ton of bricks when uh, when he caught him in the second round. So you know I don't I don't know if he has the best recoverability. I don't know if he has necessarily the best durability. But I think you know he gets to the to the back to his corner for the next round. I think you know he he catches his catches himself, and he still you know he still carries that that fight ending power. Also, man, he's got he's got some really really good jiu-jitsu. I don't think he you know uh really uses much we saw what he did to bryce mitchell in that arm triangle he's so strong and he he just goes for it man he has this relentlessness about him you know he has more subs and ko's and you wouldn't know that by watching him in his uh ufc tenure five and oh um the i can't i i had so much money on him in the first round against ryan hall and when i watched that fight back i was like even more mad than i was before like ryan hall should have just got disqualified <laughs> but um, I'm glad he got somehow knocked into another dimension. Uh, and then that Damon Jackson fight, easy work. You know, he eats shots though, Iliad Zipporio does. So Josh Emmett hits hard. He's going to carry that power throughout the rest of his, you know, until he's done. But, you know, we've seen him, his durability start to go. You know, Yair beat him up bad, man. He's very, very easy to hit to the body. Very, you know, he gets hurt to the body a lot. We've seen him knocked out before. Uh Iliad Zipporio, will mix it up. We'll throw to the head. We'll throw to the body. So, and I think, you know, He's probably the better wrestler, grappler, better. I think he's better everywhere, Tapori is. So uh, I don't know if younger, that's a hot take at all. He
0: has really everything uh, over him, pretty much. It seems, yeah. like, other than maybe and maybe intense power. So, I don't know. I'd like,
1: have to re watch that Cater fight, but I remember thinking Cater uh, won that live against Josh Emmett. So, yeah. Um, and, he, and before that, the E.G. Burgos fight, they both went the distance. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's necessarily, you know, this uh, ultimate hammer here, but. He could catch Taporia, you know, no, no doubt about it. I think he has a good left hook. Or, really, just both hands, Emmett swings. He's, he throws a lot of looping hooks, and that's, you know, kind of what he needs, but it, it could happen. I just I favor Taporia heavy here. I, I see why he is what he is on the betting line. So uh, I like him inside the distance here. Um, I don't see how it goes five rounds. Um, let's see here.
0: It's minus 300 the inside the distance. So uh, it's brutal. They yeah, really, I don't know if
1: there's really a betting spot unless you want to favor like a submission. But I think he might just try to take his head
0: off. You know, I don't. trust I guess either I, one of those. Like, I you would be right. definitely taking a shot on like it's my, plus one fifty, plus one twenty five. That goes to show you they they know this fight's gonna get finished. Basically, they just can't they can't price one side or the other and tell you who they really lean. It's yeah. ba- barely submission, but
1: I would probably go to KO. I think. I think he's more alive to do that. He's just—he's coming off a sub. I know he has more subs, but again, going against a power puncher and somebody who you know hits hard and is always in a nice uh, a nice war, uh, I think Ilya is going to just catch him clean and and not put him straight out. Maybe not put him out like uh, like Jai Herbert because he felt like man, he felt like a ton of bricks. That was one of the quickest falls I've ever seen. It looked like it was a, like sped up, but uh, I think he's going to get hurt bad and maybe you know a couple ground pound shots will finish it. So. Um, I'm not going to bet anything here. I don't really like anything here, but I'm going to take him by TKO. That's my official pick. But other than that, yeah, I'm going to stay away.
0: Uh, it's really hard to handicap this because, like you just said, you don't know he has. He's very even in the way he finishes these fights throughout his career. Uh, Ilya Tapori that is not you know the UFC has had a lot more highlight reel sort of KOs. And like you said, like uh, a situation where we're in that Jai Herbert fight, he was hurt like he was he was hurt man mm-hmm.
1: that, the whole rest of that round so. yeah
0: and he got dropped on his ass like it was, it was i think he
1: also got dropped um in his last fight before he came to the UFC i believe he fought uh, in brave cf uh a fellow named was it goncalves gonzal uh steven goncalves yeah he knocked him out but you know and also in his debut wild. against Jesus yeah he got a little tired in the third round so i mean you know he's not the perfect fighter but he is you know he's very young was he 26 27 i think he might be yeah, he's 26 though, yeah. like crazy man. He's younger than both of us. Like I, you know, I feel like he, you know, he's five and zero. The UFC's been around a couple of years, but he is still getting better. You know, he's getting smarter. Uh, has a great nickname. Has a great chest tattoo. Um, kind of like Conor McGregor. Can't take that away from Conor. Um, and I just I, I I like him. I like him heavy here, man. I, I hope he stays at 145. I think 155, it, you know, it gets very, very, very hairy for somebody like him. So, um, yeah, we'll see what he can do. I think it's gonna be a great fight, regardless.
0: Josh Emmett has lost three times in his career. I uh, know the last one was by submission. I don't know how. Uh, he got KO'd by Jeremy Stevens, and he lost a split decision to yep. Des Green. Shout out to Des Green. Uh, so really, it's, it's almost impossible to handicap this. I think really you're just taking a shot in the dark. And uh, I think maybe some some sort of prop where you can get the first two rounds maybe. That might be like something interesting yep. that you might want to bet. But I think I'm with you in uh, – I think this is probably just going to be a sort of – maybe a, I really don't know because I could see him kind of happening the way it did. You know what, though? I have a feeling after he just got subbed by Yair Rodriguez in, in a situation where he was taking him down, right? Wasn't – isn't that how it uh, went down? He got I believe so, something yeah. Something like that where he, he was taught, just inviting the, the grappler
1: yeah.
0: He was inviting the grappling too much, and I think he's a wrestler at heart, and he's going to go back to that at some point. And you know what? I am going to take it for the, for the fun of it. I can't let this fight go by and not have something on it. I'm going to go to Poria Submission, and I can get it at plus 180 via, via Bet Rivers right now on this bet, Best Fight Odds. Shout out to Best Fight Odds. If you want to uh, give us a uh, sponsorship, we will read your whatever you want for the right price, yeah. uh, honestly. <laughs> whatever you want, we will do it. Now, I'm going to go submission plus 180. All right. Let's keep it moving. We got Macy Barber. Is that correct? I mean, we can do Macy Barber again in the co main. Uh, Amanda Hebos. This is an interesting fight, though, not to uh, be too much of a dick. Uh, Let's see. We got minus 210, 200 for Amanda Hebos. Macy Barber, I think, properly at a plus 165, 170 underdog. Do you like anything in this fight uh, that i never trust betting against uh, Macy Barber or betting for her? And it kind of seems the same way with Amanda Heba. She just seems to find a way to either not get a finish when she should or lose a split decision or get KO'd by Marina Rodriguez when it's like you feel like it's her time. So I don't really have a good read on this one.
1: Me either. Honestly, I think Macy, but I think it should be Amanda's fight to win. I think she could, you know, I don't think, I think she has a reach advantage despite being a couple inches shorter. Um, I just trust her more. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't really trust her much because, you know, even in the fight against Vivi, when she was getting, you know, hit a little bit, she, she she just like, she has this look on her face, man. It's like very hard to, it's, it's crazy. Like, I feel like I'm I'm losing my mind when I watch her fight. She looks like she's so like her facial expression changes as soon as she gets hit. She's like, she's chilling. She's flowing. She's doing her thing. And she gets hit once. And she's like, you know, it's like that yeah, meme where I you're know. sitting back in your, where you're sitting back in your chair and then you lean up. She's like focused, but she looks like very glass, glassy, very glassy look. Like, I don't know what it is. Like she's not happy with what's going on, but she, she, she still, um, she can do some things, man. I, I thought she, um, I, I don't know I thought she did really well in that Arujo fight I I had Vivi, um Vivi's but easy, I think uh, that was I think it was just probably just a really bad bet on my on my end honestly um, I think she takes down Macy Barber easily I think she you know maybe doesn't have a cardio advantage maybe Macy, Macy can catch her late you know but I'm not really banking on that to happen I think Macy does have some good power but she comes up short man a lot you know she does a lot of shadow boxing in there very Caitlyn esque but she does have you know seven finishes so <clears throat> but just her last couple fights I mean when's, when's the last time she got a finish it was uh, Jillian Robertson like three years ago yeah. four years ago so um, you know split decision against Andrew Lee and then the two decisions over I and Montana De La Rosa not impressed I feel like she hasn't really made the uh, the strides that we thought she'd make uh, remember that Maverick fight look how Maverick looked in her last fight so yeah,
0: and we thought I got He-Boss there,
1: so. right so I got Hebus here I think He-Boss could possibly sub her um, it's probably one I'm also going to stay away from yeah because I just, I don't know, it's a a very uh, awkward matchup, kind of, in my opinion, but it should be a good fight, I feel like it should be, uh, you know, a little, maybe not the best quality, but definitely some
0: action. Yeah, I'm with you on this, though, I'm staying away, I would, I honestly lean the other way, I feel like somehow Macy Barber just finds a way to win these, like, whenever you think like, oh, this should be a close fight, this should be a good one, she somehow get she'll get a split decision or something like that, like. This fight is going to – I imagine if fight goes to decision is minus 190, 180. If you want to just bet that and get a, uh, a clear winner, then you're good there. But I don't know. I, this is a simple, simple uh, decision for me to stay away, so I am going to do so. How about we keep it moving? Justin Taffa getting back in there after I faded his ass the last time he was fighting. I believe he fought – well, who, Parker Porter? Somebody like that, right? Uh, oh, God, I don't have it. Yeah, Parker Porter. Shout out to Parker Porter. But, uh, what happened? That's who uh, Justin Taffa... Ta- no, you're good. That's who Justin Toffa fought. <laughs> Ta- uh, he's fighting Austin Lane, who is, for me, most well-known by getting absolutely obliterated by Greg Hardy on the Contender Series. So, <laughs> I guess I ask you, Ty... Do you like anything here? I did not read the odds, unfortunately, uh, because they have them all mixed up here, and it takes me oh so long to find them. We have minus 180, 175 for Justin Taffa, plus 150 for Austin Lane. Lane train, baby. Uh, I know you've been saying this guy could be a future double champ if he really if he really put his mind to it. Uh, and I think that's the exact quote you said. It really puts his mind to it. But I ask you, do you... Uh, are we gonna? F- we're not gonna fade Justin Toffa again, are we? Or at least I'm not. I don't know. I th- I think <laughs> you stayed away from that uh, smartly.
1: Yeah. Um, I I th- I <laughs> I just don't think Austin Lane's good. I can't believe he made it uh, to the UFC, honestly. Yeah. Or made it back because I think he was in the Contender Series, right? Um, Justin Toffa should be the easy pick here. I think. And um, should happen. I feel like early, right? Justin Toffa 125 TKO. Um, I think that has to be the play, right? I mean, I don't think Toph is, like that great or anything, but he's got good counters. Uh, he's looked to be tough to be taken down. I don't think he's been taken down in the UFC yet. I know he's and he has six fights, so. And you know he had, he was in a close fight with Carlos, but he was kind of thrown in the UFC really early. So I feel like you know some of his losses they might yeah they're not great, but um he's also taking care of business. He got Parker Porter out of there quick again. Doesn't have the best wins. I mean he's fought really. If you look at everybody he's fought, it's like the lowest of low in the heavyweight division. And I think Austin Lane is also in that uh, in that conversation. So I got Justin Taffa KO uh, or TKO. Um, I'll put that on the book.
0: Hell yeah, we got Justin Toffa TKO going off at minus 115. So that is not a bad bet for you, my friend.
1: Lane's been knocked out by a bunch of guys that honestly just aren't good. You know, I've never heard of. He,
0: there's a lot of, uh, I mean, island fights he was knocked out. In. Island boy. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, uh, I don't know. Not a good look for him. I have a tr- I, I could definitely see this fight happening, though, where Austin Lane somehow has this magical wrestling ability and he takes him down immediately and just begins to start smashing him. And I'm very pissed off and confused as to what what is going on. So I just want to say that ahead of time, but I would no be shot. with you. I'm just going to stay away from it. I like it. How about we keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen? We have a oh god, I, I have two pages off. That is not good. David Onama, Gabriel Santos, ten and two, Mister Onama. Mister Onama, who did he fight? Uh, who we Adam Fugit or something like that? Wasn't it? Did he get a winner? Mister uh, Mister Armfield. Armfield. That's what it was. Because I was like, oh yeah, because one of those guys late notice sort of sort of uh, stepping. I was like, oh, he's not that bad. He's pretty good. And then I'm like, oh boy, And I got to see him fight again. So. Uh, what do we have here, odds wise? I am all over the place with this computer today. I am not as on fire. I as My laptop is pretty, Gabriel. Uh, pretty, yeah, it's not good. Uh, bad you bad know, well. there's clouds out there, so apparently the computer just stops working. Uh, plus one eighty for David Onama, minus two twenty five, two thirty for Gabriel Santos. Do you think this is appropriate, Mister Onama? Is usually the favorite in a lot of these.
1: Yeah, I feel like this was a kind of a, I don't know, like an overcorrection or like just a complete shift in odds from his last fight, right? He was a huge favorite against Nate Landwehr. Um, and that was a good spot to fade him. But he also almost had him had him out of there. It was very just a crazy fight. We saw what happened in the Mason Jones fight, also a crazy fight. He's been kind of a tough fighter for me to really um, figure out. You know, I, I don't think he's necessarily that that good, but um, he gets into some wars, man. He hits hard. I, I watched this guy Santos fight. I think Santos should be uh, – should be better here. The, the, the fight with Leroy, Leroy Murphy was close, but uh, it, it didn't give me any, um, expectations that he would be, uh, you know, win multiple fights in the UFC. I think he should. Uh, he got in this big, big fight with Marcio Barbosa in LFA. He got knocked down early and then he rallied at the beginning of the second round, hit him with a head kick and that was it. Um, so I kind of worry about him, you know, getting caught by David Ornama and, and you know, relying on his uh, you know survivability, I, I don't know if he'll be able to survive an early onslaught from David Oma, uh, Onama. So I got David Onama inside the distance here. I think he's going to catch him early. Uh, even if he doesn't catch him early, I think he could get caught. Um, I could actually. I'm not going. I'm not going to officially take that. I think I'm going to take the under to uh I'm going to take the under 2.5 at minus 145. I think that's a really good line. Um, under 1.5, plus 135 could also work. And I think Onama, KO, TKO, what's that? Not sure. I can't see it. Uh, yeah, plus 450. I think that's honestly pretty good.
0: You're getting the under at um, minus 135. I like that. Under 2.5? Yeah.
1: Perfect. Kotko Onama is plus four fifty man. I, I don't know man. He he hits hard. He catches guys early. Santos has been caught early. Uh, I think that's a very live spot if you want to play kind of a you know decent prop at that four fifty range.
0: I'm gonna take Onama money line. Uh, I like okay. I, I believe a lot of what you said though, where he was the favorite in all these fights and they kind of burnt them, so they're kind of trying to just like you said an overcorrection. I just like the – every time I like David, David Anama's got good skills, man. Even in that Nate Laneware fight, he went – he had him hurt. Then he was taking a a religious beating from him, and he just kept standing there, and he didn't go – like he didn't quit like he definitely could have. So I will always – With
1: Factory X now, I feel like his striking's – it's getting better. I know it's a little – it's a bit of a mess sometimes, but I feel like that should probably – he does give up takedowns easy. That's one thing that kind of throws me off. But I think the under – is a good player just because I don't know? You know, one I think one of them should die. I just don't know when.
0: Jesus, all or, right. or, uh, or, or, uh, who memory. I should say, figuratively, yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> for all the literal people out there, how about we go to Brendan Allen getting back in there after he had a pretty big win last time out against Bruno Silva. He, that's not who he fought, but uh, that's who he's fighting this weekend. Brendan Allen coming off of that win against uh, Andre Muniz, who is he was an underdog in. And he kind of dominated Muniz. He's a minus 200 yep. favorite in this fight against Bruno Silva. Again, listen, I know Brendan Allen looked great. and He's looked good in the last four times he's gone out there. I still just have this little, little bit of untrustworthiness with him where I don't know yeah. what version of him is going to show up. He is fighting Blindado, Bruno Silva. So Bruno Silva, who a guy who went the distance with Alex Pajeta. You know, we got guillotined by Gerald Mearshart. Join the club. I mean, that guy.
1: Destroyed is, by Gerald Mearshart. Yeah, he,
0: that was not good. And then he comes back with a big win against uh, Brad Tavares. I don't trust Bruno Silva either, by all means. Yeah. I I could see this kind of being a later sub sort of situation. And barring the number, I think that's something I would uh, take. I am leaning Brendan Allen big time here.
1: Yeah, I think Brendan Allen should have this covered. um uh, easily, honestly, he just has to avoid that big shot. It could happen for sure, but you know he's definitely the better mat, uh, round winner. I mean, I know Bruno Silva has a black belt, but he does not care. He, you know, you wouldn't know by watching him fight. Maybe he threw the black belt out at one point. Um, I, he's been subbed six times. Brandon Allen's got some real good subs, man. He's really good on the ground when he when he gets guys down there. He might not be the best wrestler, but uh, when he gets you on the mat, man, he's he's a dog. He's relentless. He is not fun to be under. Um. Yeah, he, he. I wouldn't be surprised if he got ground and pound, or maybe knocked him out standing. You know, I think he might be the better striker here. But I like plus one sixty sub for Brennan Allen. I think I'm going to take that. Like you said, late when uh, you know, Bruno Silva throws heavy, throws hard shots, put, puts a hundred percent to everything. You get him to the second, third round. I think he's you know liable to quit. So I like Brennan Allen here, uh, plus one sixty sub.
0: 175 on some of these websites, so that is what we are going to get. I am taking it with you as well. Uh, I think the money line is a little too, you know, minus 200 ish. Inside the distance, just to cover yourself on that TKO, would be plus 105, but I imagine by the time the fight goes down, it'll be uh, minus money, so. Mm-hmm. I would, I would just take that sub and just hope for the best because I think, like you said, he, he's got six losses in his career and six of them are by submit. Like or he's never subbed anyone, but he's lost six times by submission. Yeah. So if that makes any. Meanwhile, sense. Meanwhile, I don't either. think
1: he's ever been knocked out, but he has twenty knockouts. Exactly. Very. Also, Seems like just just an easy path for victory here.
0: Yeah, That's,
1: yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I think you know most times he will get that sub. Um and I, I just don't see how he survives, you know, being uh, being uh, on the bottom of Brendan Allen. So, I like it.
0: Neil Magney, Phil Rowe. This is a. I do like when they do these uh, ABC cards because they just kind of sneak some of these little, you know, not that Phil nice Rowe's crazy, but it's a nice matchup. Exactly, that's a great way to put it. Neil Magney is a minus one seventy favorite to Phil Rowe's plus plus one forty five. These guys are both long. Uh, they have somewhat good jujitsu and grappling. Uh, Phil Rowe, I, I don't think as much. Uh, I've seen him compete a few times in some of these grappling tournaments, but I don't know how well he's actually done. Yeah, he took time a he biblical ass there.
1: beating to Gordon Ryan once. Yeah, well, I mean, um, pretty much everyone <laughs> in, the,
0: in the game would
1: at this point, right. Right,
0: guys? But he's only got wins against Nico Price and Jason Witt, or Ryan Koski, who we both said would uh, compete for the title and would probably be considered next to GSP at some point. That didn't happen. I, I you know, Hey, I hey agree. chest McNabb, chest Pat. That's <laughs> you know, what can you do? Uh, Neil Magny though, a grizzled veteran who the last time out there was getting uh, arm triangle choked by Gilbert Burns, kind of got walked through, but you know, a good one against Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, you know, he, he fought for his life against Shavcott. He doesn't exactly get the, easiest matchups and uh, a while ago michael Chiesa lost but he's got to win against jeff Neal, i'll win against robbie lawler win against max griffin so uh, i think he's rightfully the favorite here i don't know if he finishes phil Rowe, and i don't trust him to not or do it that's what i'm struggling with i like neil magny decision here but i i just i don't know if i'm going to take it plus 100 115 on some websites
1: yeah um i don't know if i like anything in this i think um I think Rowe has fought some, uh, some pretty bad competition. Um, he was dropped twice by Gabe Green. Um, he, you know, he's, he's, pretty, um, he's pretty hittable, I think. I think he gets um, – I just – I feel like he's on a much lower level than Neil Magny. You know, he's coming, um, he's coming off of a win against Nico Price. Neil Magny's coming off of a loss against Gilbert Burns. Like, that's a just complete, complete difference – and uh, when when Neil Magny has fought these guys who are on, like, the middle-ish tier, like a D-Rod, Max Griffin, Jeff Neal, and even that, I think Jeff Neal and, and D-Rod are probably on the uh, closer to the top tier than they are to, like, a bottom tier. You know what I mean? Like, they're in yeah. the upper middle, if you will. And then, you know, obviously losing to Burns, Shavkat, Chiazza, who's a tough matchup for anybody. Uh, he had a grappling matchup with Joaquin Silva, who has got nasty jiu-jitsu. So it, it, they both compete enough. You know, they're both, uh, I think, I don't think either of them has really fought anybody that matches up with them size or length, uh, height or lengthwise. Honestly, they have like the same measurable. So that's going to be kind of interesting. Um, I feel like Phil Rowe, yeah, I, I just, I think there's just a big, big difference of a level here. I think honestly, I want to take a shot on Neil Magny, just money line minus 174 on here. Uh, I feel like that's, he should be a big, big favorite, but uh, just because there, I don't see anything to play, I'm going to stay away. Uh, I think Magny rolls. I think that's an easy parlay. Please parley piece at the at the very least yeah. so um maybe if he starts off slow you can you can live bet him i i don't know there's there's not really an angle i have for this so
0: i don't blame you i don't really like a lot of things but i am going to bet that Magni decision plus 115 i think that's a good okay. enough number where i just think they're like you said they're gonna they're gonna offset each other for a while i think this fight's gonna be boring at some points mm-hmm. I don't doubt that Phil Magny could. Uh, uh, Phil Magny, there you go. That would be a crazy player. But <laughs> Neil Magny could hurt him at some point and maybe get a sub or something like that. I could definitely see that happening. Uh, I just. Uh, when I usually bet that stuff, it's kind of a boring snooze fest, and I'm hoping I am on the right side of this. So we keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen. Randy, the rude boy, Brown, getting in there against Wellington Turman. Wellington Terman has. Uh, he's really hot or cold, ladies and gentlemen. It is either he is. The greatest fighter of all time when he is arm barring Misha Serkanoff and, you know, beating the shit out of him and uh, you know, or he goes to war with Sam Alvey, gets points taken and somehow wins a split. Or he's getting his head bounced off the canvas by Bruno Silva, getting finished by Andrew Sanchez. It's not it's just not good, none of it. Uh Randy Brandy Brown at least has somewhat comported himself better. He's a minus two twenty two fifty favorite in this fight. Uh, I guess I'll ask you, Ty. Do you really like anything here? I mean, I I, I want to take Randy Brown somehow here. I'm gonna figure it out.
1: <laughs>
0: somehow, somehow. Um, I, I don't like I don't like that I, number, I think, but I have to do something, man. I can't let yeah. Wellington Turman go by and not. <laughs>
1: yeah, I definitely. I definitely, you know, it's tough to ever bet on Randy Brown. He does a lot of things you don't like. No, just hands I, down. He showboats. Uh, he lets, he kind of likes to prove that he's some badass, and, you know, will sometimes give up a takedown or, I don't know. It's, it's always something. but I just feel like Wellington Turman, man, he's got a bad chin and he's moving, uh, moving down. He's, he hasn't ever moved down before. And, you know, I don't think that's something that will necessarily improve. If anything, it gets worse is that chin. I can't believe he's younger than both of us. I can't believe he's 26 years old. I don't know why that seems so crazy to me. Seven UFC fights, three and four. Uh, he got dominated by... Andre Petrosky, when they fought, taken down like, what, eight times? Yeah. So I think, honestly, if Randy Brown shoots on him, I think he'd get him down. I think Randy Brown's live for any kind of finish here, but I think he's going to hit him and and really hurt him. And I think from there, it's probably over. I don't think Wellington Tournament, I don't think this is a really good, you know, if you're going to make your debut in a new division after being, uh, you know, knocked out a couple times, I don't know if Randy Brown's necessarily the first guy you want to see. So, um I think Randy Brown should win. I know he can. You know, he's always liable to choke and to fuck something up, yep. right? So um, I wouldn't trust him with my life, that's for sure. I, I think this is just an easy fade, uh, Wellington-Termon fade spot here. So that's – um. what do I got for Randy Brown? TKO or just I guess inside the distance?
0: Yeah, inside. you want to take that? Uh. Yeah, what is it? Plus 120. T- I say that All kind right. of inquisitively. Like, yes, I, plus one twenty. I,
1: I kind of like the under. I'm gonna play the under two and a half at minus one. Ah, no, I, you know, I could see Randy. Randy Brown has played with this food before, right? So I stay away from that. I think a decision would be like unlikely, but I could see it happening for sure. Yeah, like, you know, Wellington Turman just doesn't just just a, enough to survive. So give me, yeah, give me. Um, uh, I'm still gonna take, um, Randy Brown inside the distance, but I'm definitely a little bit hesitant. I Absolutely. think I just. He, it's, it's just a bad chin moving down trying to reset things in a new weight class i don't like that uh, that line of thinking for fighters, so uh, i'm going to lock that in
0: i'll just say I don't, it doesn't feel as good as the allen sub bet did when i was uh, no. saying that earlier so uh, <laughs> that's for sure we just got to you know we got to find bets here man we can't we can't we just i refuse to give up all right how about Matusa Rebecki getting in there a crazy polish gentleman uh, who's yeah. ray beastie Rambetsky, Yeah. Who is also his nickname. There's, though. An
1: N that's somehow in there. Is there? Oh. oh. No, his nickname. What a nick- yeah. What a nickname.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But, but he's fighting a uh I don't know how you say this name. Uh, the the the, the Tajik tank. Loik Radzubov.
1: <laughs> I think you nailed it.
0: Radzebov. I
1: think you know I think you nailed it. I think it's Loik. Loik. Loik Loik.
0: He fought what? Oh, he thing. fought on the uh, jones Gone card. He got a decision victory over Rebovich, who, oh, okay, Ribovic, yeah, that's the right. That's your
1: Argentine fellow. The
0: Argentine fellow who I was going to take a shot down the field on, and that was a big-time mistake if I actually wound up doing it because <laughs> it didn't go well. Somewhat of a boring fight. Uh, what are the odds here on this one? Uh, I will tell you. That's right. I will tell you because uh, they have moved these all around again. Plus 125 for Mr. Radzibov. Uh, Rebecca is minus 150 i got to be honest, I really don't know much about this uh, Lloyd L- L- guy other than his dominant victory over a guy who wasn't in the UFC either. So it's kind of tough to really tell. Uh, Mr. Ray Becci, uh with a winning over Nick Fiore, that doesn't mean much either. He had a nice contender series win. But uh, I-, I guess, I don't know. I really, I- I just don't know what to believe here. I want to take the underdog here. But I guess I will wait to hear what you have to say.
1: So it's interesting, Loic. His nickname used to be the Jaguar Paul, and now he's the Tajik Tank. So I don't know which one's scarier. I mean, they're both kind of cool nicknames. I do like the Tajik Tank. I think it rolls off the tongue better, but Jaguar Paul is kind of cool. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> Rebetsky, I feel like everybody hyped him up, like, heavy. You know, after after he um, you know made his debut in the Contender Series, he was the champion in Finn, which isn't great, but there's been a couple guys from over there who have at least fought over there, a uh, bunch of Polish fellas made his Contender Series uh, debut, got the fir- first-round finish. Uh, he didn't finish Nick Fury, but, man, he beat the shit out of him, yeah. right? He 30 25 him. He was chasing him around the Octagon, literally. And, you know, I, I think both guys gassed in their debut, but they both won a unanimous decision. So it's kind of tough to really, you know – I think Loic got dropped, if I'm not mistaken, by Rybovich. I think he, Didn't he faceplant? He had like a – he was wobbled in that third round or one of, one of those rounds. I could be mistaken, but I thought that is what I'm happened. I just sure. remember – Betsky dominating Nick Fury, dominating him, and you know, obviously he, he got tired, but uh, you know, beating the shit out, someone will tire you out shortly, especially in your USC debut. He's a guy; he's a little awkward, but he's a very powerful striker. So I think, you know, I think this is a good, a, a good spot to really bounce back and get get good value on him. I'm going to take a good shot on him uh, straight up money line minus 150. I think he's better all around. I think he probably has the better cardio. Um, I don't think. I don't think there's really many cases in Loic, uh, Loic wins, honestly. I, I wasn't a fan of him in PFL. He's like 4-4 four and four in the PFL. Come over comes over here and beats... Uh, Reba was on, I think, short notice, and he was making his debut. And he's a guy who hasn't really fought outside the Argentinian Argentinian regional scene, So, uh, and, and he has success. So I, I like this as a good bounce-back spot for Rembetsky. Um, I'm going to take his money line
0: money line minus 150 I believe I see if I can get you a yeah. smaller number here
1: uh, yeah no okay. I, mean, I know who you know talk to talk to, to, nope. talk to your people my
0: page does not give you a <laughs> lower number minus 150 is the number and I'll
1: take it I think he should be like minus two two, two something honestly
0: I am going to take Re- Rebecki – Rebesky Rebetsky
1: Rebetz Renbetsky.
0: Ren-Betsky? Close enough.
1: I don't know. There's no, there's no N, but that's how it's pronounced. That's crazy. That's, that's
0: <laughs> welcome to the game, man. Uh, it's just adding letters. I am going to go that gentleman by decision plus one in.
1: <laughs> I like that a lot. I think he could finish him, but like you know, there's definitely some. Um, I don't some think it's going to be easy
0: to take this gentleman out. That he's fighting. for sure. So
1: for sure, I think there's a lot of decision in his game. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of like that a lot for you,
0: Tabitha oh, Ritchie. Yeah. Jillian Robertson this is a fascinating uh matchup here to be honest. I know that that sounds stupid on on the on the surface, but it's just, you know, the Vegas believes, you know, is with me as well. -125 for Tabitha Richie, +105 115 for Jillian Robertson. I uh I mean, obviously your your instinct would be to lean Tabitha Richie, right? Cuz she's the younger, more exciting fighter, but she's a lot of times just like it seems like she's just overmatched size-wise in, the, in these fights. Right. Even though she wins, she's just like, it just seems like she has to overcome that the entire time. Now, I think uh, she's going to be able to neutralize Jillian Robertson's sort of backpack game and just kind of hold you down. But Jillian Robertson is much bigger than her, uh, you know, not reach-wise, but just in stature. She's got four inches on her. So, I don't know. I guess, Ty, I'll ask you what you think, and maybe I'll even just tell you, because I really don't <laughs> like anything here.
1: Yeah, I want to pick. I want to just pick it's one. It's good side. value
0: on Richie. I would say if you really believe in her, and I think this is a good spot. But I don't know. That
1: would be Tabitha Richie Fabri Salto to you. Oh my bad. Um, I just I don't know who's stronger here. I know like Jillian's coming down. and She's probably you know going to look. This is probably the weight class for her. And you know she, when she's when she's lost to girls, she's lost some. She's fought some bigger girls, man. I mean Miranda Mavericks much bigger than her. Tyler Santos much bigger than her. Uh, Macy Barber, much bigger than her and stronger. Myra Boyne's still the same thing. So like I, I just don't know. I mean, do they both have a negative striking ratio? I think they might. Tabitha Ricci, you know, um I know, you know, who's she beating really, you know? Jessica Penne, yeah. Pollyanna Viana, Marie Oliveira. But the thing in all those fights, she's gotten four takedowns in all of them at least. So I think she's probably the better uh the the, the more reliable wrestler. Um Jillian does have some good subs, man. I think you have to watch out for her sub game. I think the, the best case scenario for Jillian is to um get like a sweep or a reversal or kind of like not a fluke, but like, you know, catch a lucky break and get a sub. Honestly, I don't think she's the better striker, which is kind of crazy to say, because, but I, you know, she's, we've seen a lot of times in Jillian Robertson fights when her plan A isn't working, she's, she's cooked. She has nothing else to rely on. She has no plan B. She has, Nothing to fall back on. She can't even, you know, work a little bit of stand-up. No. So for that, I, I think I'm going to go with Tabitha Rich. She's the younger fighter. I think she's the hungrier fighter. I think she might be the stronger fighter. I know she's shorter. She's kind of, a, you know, very compact. And I think she might even have the better striking, honestly. So I think she I should think probably she get the top control, probably get the takedowns, Get win the minutes, and, um, you know, get probably probably her best, the best one of her career. So I'm going to take her money line. Um, it's going to be a sweat, I think.
0: 125. I, I'm, I'm get caught you. in a guillotine. A hundred percent.
1: Um, I don't know if, let's see if Jillian has any guillotines. Um, she does not seem like she does. So yeah, boy, most of her, she, she goes to rear naked chokes a lot. That's pretty much her bread and butter. Um, she does work some arm bars, but you know, I don't, is she going to be in a position to get those? Maybe, maybe, but Tabitha Richie, you know, if she's trying to arm bar Tabitha Richie with those 61 inch reach, short, short arms, uh, I don't know, man. Tabitha Richie's just like a little, you know, baby shark, like her nickname says. So, I think she's a reliable uh, side.
0: And I think Tabitha Richie would be in the better shape uh, later on in the fight, which mm-hmm. just because I mean, this, I think it's just uh, Robertson's second fight at 115, but it's not exactly an easy cut to make, and Robertson's not, uh, you know, she's I I I can't believe she's 28. I just went and looked at that. I was going to say that she's older, but she's I really know. not. She's just been in the UFC for so long, dude. When yeah. when was her first fight? She was on the Ultimate Fighter. Miss Jillian. Miss Jillian. Yeah, was she was in 2017. The, uh, She's beaten Emily Whitmire on the uh, Whitmire on the finale, but she lost during she the fought, show. A She fought Hannah Cipher. A regional team.
1: Oh man, <laughs> she got finished too, didn't she? <laughs> she got fucked. She got beat. Finished. Yeah. yeah smoked. I'm going yeah, Richie Moneyline and
0: she ain't going to lose to Jillian Robertson. I don't care what the weight class is. It's just not going to happen. I do think it's I'm a decision you. though. A stand up sort of decision where Robertson yeah. really can't uh you know, I mean, I think even though she, like I think Robertson excels in, in in matchups where she is easily the better grappler and she can kind of like you said navigate to the back and kind of just do her thing from there. She loses to girls who can kind of hold their own, you know, with that grappling sort of JJ Aldrich Miranda Maverick, Talia Santos, you know, some girls like that who can hold their own on the ground. She kind of gets beat up. I think that could happen uh, on Saturday, and that's why I think it's a good line now that I think of it. Now that I think of it, I think it's a good line. Let's keep it moving. Hasbula Zamagulov is getting in there against Joshua (laughs) Van. Sorry, no, that's not him. Zagalas Zamagulov. Crazy topology picture, crazy hair. There's some wild hair. Is that a bowl
1: cut? Oh, his yeah. mom cutting his hair, or was one of his 30 One wives. of the greatest
0: bowl cuts you'll ever see, man. I don't know anything about Joshua Van. do you? The I mean, fearless Joshua, Joshua Van.
1: Joshua Van? Um, I know he's probably the he's third young youngest shit. fighter. I think he might be, I don't know if he's older or younger than Teresa, Razor, Curtis, Blada, but um, I know he has a bunch of knockouts. He trains with Rafael Alves. I just I can't get over that weak weak strength of schedule. I know he's the Fury FC champ, so you know being a champ in another organization it definitely means something, right? Maybe you're not fighting the best, but you're fighting somebody ish, and you know being as young as he is, it's you know it's very easy to just lose when you're that young. Seems to have pretty good size for the weight class, uh, but he looks he looks hittable, and he looks um, he looks like he's easy to take down. So I think I think that's a clear clear advantage for the guy who's much older uh i know he's one and five in the ufc i could see him being uh you know three and two. Uh, four, two, two and three four and one something right um he's just had a lot of bad luck i think he's gonna break here uh F- felipe bunas i think that would have been a much tougher fight yeah. joshua van could probably be good down the line uh you know this is just very early man very very tough early.
0: matchup to open up with man
1: yeah i thought he beat charles johnson i thought he beat jeff molina but um or I thought he beat Charles Johnson. I don't know about Jeff Molina. I would have to go back and rewatch that. But I I, I thought he beat Charles Johnson. And even that Piva fight, man, that was that was pretty close. Albazi, like he's fought really good fighters, yeah. man. And I think Joshua Van. I don't know if he's going to show him something he hasn't seen before. The problem is he's always in a tough, close yeah. fight. He fights on thin margins. And what I mean by that is, you know, he'll win the round, right? You'll you'll, you'll think he won the round, but it'll be kind of close. You know, some of those punches that he threw will will glance off the shoulder or the top of the head or just barely miss. Um, uh, you know he'll get taken down or, sweat or uh, swept or sweat yeah or uh, you know something. But he does like that overhand right. He does. Um, I, I think he's better. Just more experience, more seasoned, seen it all, done it all. So I like him here. Um, I don't. I don't like anything. I don't like him at minus two hundred though. You know, that's a guy no. who's always in split. So I'm staying away from this. Yeah. Uh, I don't I, like. Like you said, I don't know much about Joshua Van either. So
0: I think the fun bet is Joshua Van. I think that that would be fun if you bet him, you bet him TKO or something TKO like or that, something. And, yeah. and you just sit there and enjoy it. But I'm not going to bet this. I don't. I don't like betting shit where I don't know one guy or the other guy. It's just uh, yeah. very. Uh, I, and I don't like Zomogulov at that number. No matter who he's fighting, like you said, he's just it just doesn't exactly fight with high IQ all the time. I can say that. Uh, it kind of invites uh, into just sort of those tit for tat, uh, you know, where he loses split decisions. Man, it's just. It's unfortunate, but I'm not gonna bet it. How about Trevor Peak? Trevor Peak with a highlight, highlight reel knockout of the Ghost Pepper the last time out there. With one Overhand second. Hammer fist. <laughs> oh my. I mean, some of the craziest strikes <laughs> you'll ever see. Trevor Peak fights like it's a bar like he's just in a bar room and, and shit has gone haywire. And he is yeah. fighting for his life. He's fighting Chepe. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Chepe the machine gun. Mariscal, Thirteen and six. He is uh, getting in there. I don't know what the line is, but I am just enamored that this man's name is Chepe.
1: I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a pick'em.
0: Is it really? Yeah. What? Why? Yeah,
1: minus one ten, right up the middle. I I couldn't. I they couldn't really tr- tell. You. I think, they don't
0: trust Trevor Peak at all, and I don't. Well, I can't him.
1: say I. I can't say I do either. He's gonna have his day. Um, that's for sure. I think honestly, the bet here is the under.
0: <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh,
1: if it's good enough. Well, minus one has 185. So, you know, maybe the fight doesn't complete one round, minus 105. Um I think Trevor Peak, man, he's <laughs> he's really kill or be killed. Like he's going to go forward and, and who's to say this guy uh, you know, Chepe Mariscal can't finish him. You know, I think uh anybody is live to finish Trevor Peak, but he's also live to finish anybody, you know. So, I think that's kind of really hard to cap his fights. That's probably why uh it's a pick 'em. If you look at Chepe, he's kind of the regional scene grinder, it seems oh, like. Yeah. He has he has wins over Yusuf Zalal. He has a win over Pat Sabatini. He has full, uh, no contest over Carl Dean and went the distance. I don't know what happened there. Uh, he has a loss that went the distance to Bryce Mitchell. He fought that guy, Frank uh, Buenafuente, who has, has fought a couple people in the regional scene. Gregor Gillespie fought him. Um, so, like, I, I, he, he's – I don't know, man. Like, he has a quick loss to Joe Anderson Brito. He got smoked by Steve Garcia. Sean Soriano made – Easy work of him at CFF, CFFC, so he's won three in a row since his last loss. I just I don't you know can't I, I can't rate any of these any of these uh, any of these guys that highly. I just don't know much about him. He's his, his cardio is unproven. Um, or Trevor Peak's cardio is unproven. His defensive grappling is unproven. He has power. and He goes for it, but um, he's not he's just not technical at all. No. And also, Mariscal's coming up on short notice. I think that's going to be a huge huge thing against him. So I'm going to take Trevor Peake. Uh, I guess Trevor Peak in round one, right? Or I could just take his money line because I think that's a good pick. Round one's two plus two twenty five.
0: Peek inside. Trevor the Peak in round is one, or one ten. I'm sorry.
1: Okay, plus in round one or two is plus one twenty five. He's been he's been in the second round a couple times, but I don't think he really wants to. So I got I got um Trevor Peek inside the distance.
0: Chepe taking this on short notice as well. Has to be—he's kind of a late, late uh, replacement moving sort of guy. Moving up, so yeah, moving you know. up. So it's and and for a guy you're fighting who's not exactly the easiest matchup for you in the sense that he's just gonna fucking bring the fight. So this is gonna be a feel it out process. You're not gonna be able to get your feet wet nope. in this one. He's coming right after you and he's bigger than you. So I am gonna bet Trevor Peak as well. I am looking for whether TKO or inside the distance is really worth it. Uh, TKO is plus 125. And inside the distance is plus 110. I'll just take the inside the distance just in case some crazy sub goes off or something like that. Plus 110. And I will be good with that. You're, you're not taking anything?
1: Um, no, I, I like peak inside the distance. Okay.
0: Inside the distance plus 110. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. We keep it moving. Jamal Emmers, who originally missed weight and then had to come back and made that. the weight. Uh, somebody else missed weight, but they're gonna keep the fight going. I don't remember who.
1: By the guess, it
0: was was it Rajabov or what, what? I think it was yeah. I think it was uh yeah. It was Loic Loic Loic. 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 He missed uh, he missed weight earlier, and I think it's by two pounds. I think he's giving up twenty percent. Don't quote me on that, but I think I read that earlier today. I know Jamal Emmers missed weight and then came back and made it. So that's Shit. some some sort of information that I think you should have going into. Uh, Whatever you're going to bet. Well, thank you. No problem, man. That's that's what I'm here for. I try to get all the information I possibly can before I go to the end If somebody passes out
1: on the scale, I definitely need somebody to tell me Yeah, sometimes you don't (laughs) find
0: that out until after you place your wager. Like, yeah, do you know that dude? Like, they had to restart his heart at the (laughs) weigh-in yesterday. You're like, well, what? You're like, dude, I just fucking threw my check on this. What do you mean? Like, so now you want to go with as much information as you possibly can. Mr. Jenkins is a plus-175 underdog against Jamal Emers at minus-225. Do you think this number is appropriate? I know there was a fair amount of hype behind uh, Jack Jenkins when he took out John Don Chinesse in three rounds. No, he didn't take him out. It was just a decision yeah. victory. But I guess that's kind of where this line sort of comes from. I guess it's going to be a uh, sort of – Experience athletic advantage that's going to have to be overcome by for Jack Jenkins, or am I? Uh, I mean, he's, I guess it's a size advantage too, with Jamal Embers uh, being th- three inches yeah, bigger and three and six inches in reach bigger. So,
1: yeah, I also think he is more. I know Jack Jenkins has like a a rugby background, but uh, Jamal Emmers was a D one wrestler. So, yeah, I you know I think he's. Jamal probably- well, Embers is
0: explosive, man. When he's in there, like.
1: Yeah, I know he lost to Giga and he lost to Pat Sabatini, but, man, he he hurt Pat Sabatini. Uh, yeah. He was very close with Giga Chikadze. Um, I mean, Julian Arosa knocked him out in the Contender Series, but, uh, you know, I don't know if I can really hold that against him. It sounds like he got knocked out by some of these, you know, worst fighters. He beat Corey Sanhagen on the regional scene. Uh, he went to five rounds, went to the fifth with Tiago Moises before he got finished. Ray Hilo fought him when he was early in his career, so, like, I don't know, man. He's been around a while. He's he's really seen a lot. I feel like Jack Jenkins is kind of like a knockoff Volk a little bit. He he doesn't have the he doesn't have the athleticism or the one great trait about him. But he's kind of solid, you know, uh, all around. I think the takedown defense might be his downfall. Uh, he's got good boxing. I you know kind of worry about his finishing ability. Uh, I thought Don Shannon. He's really 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 low competition. Uh, that guy in the contender series real low competition. It took him really late it's the last thirty seconds to get a finish there. so that kind of worries me. I don't know if he can win a decision either, you know I think maybe he's gonna have to catch him with something. I don't know if he's really gonna do that. I, I like Jamal Emmers here. I think he's got him covered everywhere. Um, he's definitely a good parlay piece for me. I think I think um
0: I think inside the catch distance him with sub. Is plus two
1: twenty he uh, he's plus five hundred Emers is by KO, TKO plus six hundred by submission. I want to take a small shot on that sub. I think he could definitely get that. Um, I'm probably mm, – what, what, what did you say inside the distance was?
0: 220. 220. Oh. I am taking that. I just want to say that right now. That yeah, is a nice I think number. I like that.
1: I mean he hasn't got a finish in a, in, in a little bit, but I think he's probably better – much better on the on the ground. So I think I'm going to take a little shot on sub, and I'm going to take a inside the distance shot as well.
0: So which one's on the card?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go into the distance. I like that. I'm gonna follow you. Follow. I think you down. it's a good
0: number, man. Like I just think that is yeah. a nice, nice, appropriate number to attack and attack. attack it, baby. And here we go. The first fight of the night. The last fight we are going to talk about. This so, is the fight of the night. This is <laughs> a, honestly a really nice way to open this up. I hope you guys have your coffee. You're ready to go. You have a nice Saturday off. Uh, some of us have to work. Not, not me, but someone else here will have to get to work tomorrow. I don't know. Usually Saturdays are a bad day for you, Mr. Capone. But uh, Cody Brundage said Dumas seven and one. Mr. Dumas, uh, dumbass. No, Dumas. That's how you say. My cousins' names are spelled pretty much the same. They used to call him dumbass for a joke. But Cody Brundage. I think this is a what did I saw is a minus one seventy five one eighty favorite against uh, Mr. Cedricus, who came into the UFC with a. Fair amount of hype, which we uh, kind of talked about. And I think we had him in the fight against Josh Fremd. And Josh Fremd looked like uh, Habib Nurmagomedov in that, in that <laughs> affair. And then he was matched up with Puna Soriano, and he got Cody Brundage instead, which is not really a great draw, draw either in the sense that Mr. Brundage likes to grapple as well. And Mr. Yeah. Mr. Dumas does not want to grapple. So what do we do here? Is this a. This is a sub or, or KO situation, I think. I think this is kind of uh, – somebody's going to lose here, obviously. And someone's going to get finished here. I don't know what side, though.
1: Yeah. Um, this is tough, man. They're both – they're both, it seems like, just untrustworthy. you know. I think they're both – are they both coming off a loss? Yeah. That Adolfo Vieira loss where Cody Brunage, um what did he do? He shot for a—he t- got, he, got, he went for a guillotine. He jumped guillotine against Adolfo Vier. Not sure that's really the smartest thing uh, in the world, especially when you're already tired and get beat up. But, uh, you know, last last second try. I guess I can't really blame him. His losses aren't aren't the worst. I mean, they're not the best. William Knight, at least in the contender series, is better than some of these other guys he's fought. You know, he took care of Dolce. Dolce. He took care of Treshawn Gore. But, man, he just, you know, he's, he has no cardio, no cardio at all. He got, you know, if you look at his wins, most of them anyway were, were early. Um, uh, some of his, his last loss to Hodolfo was in the second round, and he just he has no cardio. And Cedrique Dumas, I know he lost to Josh Fremd, He kind of got smoked, but Josh Fremd's a big boy. He's a real big boy, and I think, you know, I think he's going to have an opportunity here if he survives early. The problem is, is he going to survive early? That's the question, honestly. Uh, I think Brundage by sub or Dumas by TKO is a good pick. I just don't know what to take. Uh, I think I'm gonna keep fading Dumas. I didn't like his tweets after he lost to Josh Friend. I don't like his and really anything about his skill. He was like a street fighter growing up. I don't think he, I, I don't think he's UFC caliber, man. Um, I know he has a couple subs. That's those guys just really low, low level of opposition. I got Cody Brundage here by sub. Um, I think this fight doesn't go the distance. Isn't a, it's a tough line to bet. It's, you're not getting good numbers, but that's I don't think this fight ever goes the distance. I mean, you could take. Under a half round, I think that might hit once in a while. So,
0: I'm thinking about uh, taking both sides here.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: to make some is, sort of
1: money. He's, what is he's, Mr. Doom? Yeah, two seventy-five TKO.
0: Play a plus plus three hundred on FanDuel.
1: So, yeah, I, I, it's a very tough fight. I really wish like under one and a half was kind of playable, but
0: he's got a nine inch. I'm sorry, seven inch reach advantage on him.
1: Yeah, he's going to have that that long long game long game.
0: I just him, wasn't but, impressed you know, by is him smart the enough? Time he, when he fought Josh Fram, even the striking, I was like, what is this? Like,
1: he, he looks very, very green. Yeah. And with Cody Brundage, I know he's not the best fighter in the world. I know his cardio is really bad, but I, I don't think – he's not a guy who's green. You know what I mean? I think he – if somebody's going get to get taught a lesson, a vet lesson here, it's going to be Dumont. So for that, I'm going to get Brundage. I think Brundage goes for the subs. I think he's going to – he should be able to get it easily. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, a good spot to play.
0: Yeah, so do I just take that and just? I'm not gonna bet the C- Cedric uh, TKO, even though I really want to. I'm gonna bet. Brun- Maybe
1: live, right? You know, if this could tell the first uh, first round or the end of the first or the end of the second looks kind of hairy, and Brun is just kind of you know about to give up. Uh, I can see why, but live betting is just not my not my style.
0: Nope, and that's not my <laughs> style either. So I am. That is UFC Jacksonville this weekend, where you will get to see Josh Emmett, Taporia, and all the fights we just talked about. There is a PFL card uh, tonight, though. I don't know if we really want to discuss that on the way out. But Shane Burgos getting in there. There, there is some some bets to be had somewhere in here. Ob- yeah. Olivier Oban Mercier, the Canadian gangster, is getting back in there against Anthony Romero, another Canadian. The genius.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, David Tawada, your boy. He said he was the next. Uh, he was the German GSP. He's fighting Magomed Karamov. Uh. Clay Collard, Stevie Ray, Delano Taylor, Nathan Schult, Rochmont Manfio, uh, my boy Solomon Renfro. Good to see him getting uh, a yeah. shot, a step up. I hope he can make some noise. I don't think the UFC was r- really the the spot right away, but I definitely he definitely needed a, uh, a step up in competition. So it would be cool to see what he does. But you know, a lot of this is just kind of what we've seen from the PFL, right? You know, they're they're making all these headlines cool. and some signings. The Jake Paul thing, the nice Kayla nice. Harrison thing. The Francis and Ganu situation, but we don't know what's going on with any of them. You know, like when is anything going to happen? They're waiting around and waiting around. I know they made some ex UFC signings, but most of those guys are cooked. I, a lot of guys got suspended. You know, they're kind of just not looking good. But this f- card looks like it starts in uh, a bit, about an hour and a half. Yeah. So. Good luck to everyone. You know, nothing else going on that. Friday.
0: Yeah, I, I probably will be tuned they in. They
1: pick a good day. And there's nothing else going on. So at least, you know, maybe some people will turn on ESPN on accident and say, oh, you know, hey, we're tuned in.
0: Give me Cassius Clay Collard this weekend as well. Oh, wow. Always. Locking that in, huh? Uh, no, not on he's the an car. underdog. Not on the car. Okay. He's, he's a favorite, <laughs> though. A,
1: if he's an underdog, he's probably going to win that fight. I did
0: like you know uh, Shane Burgos' TKO was plus 125, 140 on here. So that that I did, I, I will say to people, if you're listening and you get the chance, you won't hear this by the time that this goes off, but plus 150, 160, excuse me, for Mr. Burgos. Uh, other than Also that, some and, Ryzen,
1: I know you're really hyped for Ryzen. Oh God. Um So that, that fight is... That fight if I can't bet happens.
0: it here in America, then I think it's fake. <laughs> so, uh, that's what I, I, I firmly believe now. I like it. I agree. I don't know one gentleman on that rising card, by the way. Zach Zane, you know Zach Zane? He's like fifteen and (laughs) fourteen,
1: so good record. There's also some decent boxing Saturday night on the zone. Edgar Berlanga, Jason Quigley. They this they had this like face off near the what's the what's the lady's name?
0: (laughs) What lady? The statue. Of oh yeah, Lady Liberty, man. What do you mean?
1: Yeah, whatever that hoe's name is. They oh wow, Jesus. Like, oh, she's had a lot of people inside of her. That's true. So um, I can't. I you know. Um, but they had a weird face off where it was quiet. And then Berlanga, he's supposed to be. You know, he was just supposed to be this uh, Mexican superstar, and kind of has, hasn't really taken off like that. He's supposed to really be the the the, the next guy to re- basically take Canelo's throne from him. Uh, in that division, and you know, both be a Mexican. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But if he gets a nice knockout, they're going to try to fast track him. So that's something to watch out for. But on the face off, he was he was it was so quiet. He's like, "This is my city." And then Jason Quigley said, uh, "I don't care about the city because he's from Ireland yeah. or England." And then he's like, "I, I think he's from Dublin. I think, I think." Don't quote so me on that. Some fucking guy um, from
0: Ireland is going to get put to sleep he, this weekend. He told <laughs>
1: he told uh, Berlanga told him Ireland's my city or Dublin's my city too. Uh, It was kind of funny and kind of a little cringy, but um, Jason Quigley has been knocked out before uh, in the second round by Dimitri Zandri. So that could happen again.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, shoulder strikes MMA podcast. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoy the uh, fights this Saturday, uh, the Saturday afternoon tonight, the PFL card. We have boxing. We have all sorts of stuff, and we will be back Monday to talk about it. Ladies and gentlemen. So this has been the shoulder strikes MMA podcast. We will see you next week. Peace.